Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Salt the Streets podcast, the show where we discuss news, government, and culture, and as it pertains to you, the individual, and your natural right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I am that big bird looking fellow they call Colin, and I am joined today, as always, by my co host and brother in arms, the Nero of Neoprene. That's my new one for you, the original <laughs> Salt of the Street himself, Donovan. Donovan, how are you today? I am excellent, sir. I'm excellent. How are you? Well, fantastic. I'm doing all right, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it's show day. Every day that's a show day is a good day. Um, so, good sir, can you please tell us precisely? where we are in the Salt of the Streets timeline and what the good people have looking forward to us discussing today. Absolutely, sir. Today is Saturday, June 25th, 12.05 p.m. It is episode 128 of Salt of the Streets. And today, as always on part one, we're going to talk about our local stories. We have what we have here about the DUI cases that yeah. are going to be flipped over. I also have another story about the new task force that was just created by the justice department the state justice department for uh shit what is it called it's the market or the god damn it what am i what am i thinking of um, this is new to me so i can't help you yeah no, 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 no that's <laughs> fine it's a retail theft task force thank you i could oh, yeah. retail that was the word i was looking for it's a that's retail right you were telling me about that on friday task force um because i'm like 2.7 billion dollars worth of retail goods was stolen uh 2.7 yes. billion yeah yeah it's 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 bad. That's, um, that's a lot. We'll man. see if that's the correct number. I'm. I'm. I'm I may have. We'll get there. We'll get Either there. Either way, part two. <laughs> we're going to be talking about obviously some. We're going to be talking about some Supreme Court decisions that were handed down this week. Some big day. We're going to go over some of them, and then we're going to compare and contrast specifically the Roe decision and the decision out of New York, which was the New York State Rifle and Pistol Club versus whoever it is. So we're going to compare and contrast these, and we're going to talk about both of them, how we arrived or how the Supreme Court arrived at their decisions. Excuse me. And then we're going to go into the part three, and we're going to talk deeply. Bilbo Swaggins! What's Bilbo up, Swaggins Bilbo? here. Thank you for joining us, Bilbo. Right at the start of the part three, we're going to be talking deeply about firearms again because there have, of course, been – we had the Senate bill that was passed yesterday and signed by the president this morning, I believe. Yep. Before I came here, signed by the president. So as we stand today, you have less freedom and less liberty in this country as far as your firearms rights goes. We will go over that in part three as well as some pushes that we have heard even from like ABC News about mm -hmm. body armor and things like that. And then we're also going to talk about – well, in that, we're going to talk about why it's so important, why we talk about firearms so much, right? It's inherent, but we will get there. Part four, we have a beautiful, beautiful grab bag going oh, for yeah. which, of course, Jewel, Collins, real. He's hopped Jewel. up on Jewels. It's so. Jewel, nicotine in general. I mean, they're coming after. We got some more basically like prohibition type shit trying to roll through from the Biden administration. So we're going to talk about that deeply in That's part right. four or four because right. I don't like it when people tell me that I can't go out and buy things that I legally can buy anywhere else. So we're going to get deeply into that. That's right. It's going to be a good show, man. Um, we're also going to talk about the recent recommendation for COVID shots for children six months to five years old. Yeah. And um, some updates on the Uvalde shooting like we talked about last episode. We have some new photos that have come out. Uh, we were hoping we're going to have some body camera footage, but we have seen a lot of push back on getting that so yeah. we'll talk about all these things we have a great great show for you guys that's right shout out bilbo absolutely 100 percent bilbo swag and just got a new gun today after the bill pass you love, love it. to see it love you it love to see it the more so, armed people that i find in in the world the better at this point 100 so you know how we are uh carrying all the time we're out here big fans of guns so yeah we'll get into all that today um 
First, usually we start, but with Swaggins, you weren't here at the beginning of the show last week. We start with a little segment called Let Me Ask You This. It is generally a question that I throw at Colin. This new baby brain has got me. So Colin, <laughs> Colin has a Let Me Ask You This for me today. Before we do that, Colin, let's go ahead and start off proper. Let's, oh, yeah. Uh, throw back these shots. Huh? Got to do that. Spill part of that one. Here, there. you can have the one that you finger fucked. Yeah. How about that one? Will, Cheers, we'll buddy. We'll clean that up. Dr. McShakey hands again today. <sighs> okay. There we go. I'm doing it up proper. Next week, I'm going to have to swing by Total Wine and grab us some uh, peanut butter whiskey to replace this bottle of BSB when it's done. This BSB is not as good as when it was made by... The OGs. Yeah. Heritage. Not as good. No. It's perfectly fine, but... All right. So I wanted to... This one's kind of fun because a little Uh background people for you people just joining us. Okay. This is always... The let me ask you this is always like a last minute thing that happens, right? Yes. And... Basically, neither of us were totally prepared for this, so I just ran, reached into my notes, and I think this will dovetail relatively well with uh, some of the stuff we're going to talk about in part two of four, actually. Uh, I've talked a lot before about the uninformed voter, okay. and I think we've seen a lot of these, uh, a lot of the takes that have been coming out since the two-way decision, since the Roe decision, where there's a lot of people making takes that are obviously ill-informed or None at all. Yes. Um, so that being said, how much sympathy do you have towards somebody that lives their whole life never fully realizing that they've been ill-informed until they got like stomped in the dick by something like a row decision? Um, <clears throat> if you don't realize that you're ill-informed, then I do have a level of sympathy for you. If you recognize that there is more information to be had and you're just choosing to only consume surface-level information, Mm -hmm. there's some people who keep their hands off. They really don't know how easy it is to get into it. There are other people who have talked about that I believe fit in the same category of uninformed voters that get all of their information off of, like, Instagram posts that are 9 or 10 posts long, and they just share all of these things and assume that that's the full story of whatever... 50, 60, 100, 200-year-old political issue, American political issue they're trying to describe. Those people I have very little sympathy for. Um, It's only maddening at that point because I know exactly how simple it is to find that information. And then if you just type in just the text of one of those Instagram slides, you would find better information than that is providing to you. That's true. So, yeah. So the people like that, like I said, of, of the Instagram post world, very little sympathy for that. Um, if, you're, if you're hustling, you don't really know what's going on. You just don't realize. And then one day you have less rights. I have a little bit of sympathy for you because you're trying to hustle. You're just trying to get your shit together, you know. Mm-hmm. But That makes sense. If you believe that you're political, but you're really surface level political, I got very little sympathy for you. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a, a really decent stance right there because it, it seems very, very fair. Um, I find myself growing more and more what's the word impatient and uh, uncaring about people that are are due to i don't like politics i don't pay attention you know i just i just live my life but then all of a sudden i have a very strong opinion about something right that's these takes are becoming more and more popular because i mean politics if you will the colloquial term politics is everyday life and it is because Ever since COVID, especially, it's becoming more and more in everybody's face. It's so much more opaque now that 
everybody feels like they need to have opinions, they need to get involved, they need to have their own stance on things, but they've never done anything to make up for the last 20 plus years of their life, right. not knowing and understanding things when, like you said before, it, it literally is as easy as you know, going to source material, reading an opinion versus reading the, the you know, the ABC articles that come out after it does. I mean, right. it's really not that difficult for people to do. And if the more and more people that just kind of push it off as something that they don't want to get involved in, you need to understand that if you, you're saying that you're also kind of checking out of the conversations that societies are having as a whole and which directions they want to go. Right. Like if you're just going to be an innocent bystander in this, you need to understand what that comes with. Yeah. And it, it's been really bothering me lately. I, I don't remember what it was this week that I wrote it down, but I know it was from this over the last two weeks because it was just in my random note pile. But yeah, yeah, I just, I, f I saw that question last night. I was going through some things. And I was like, you know, this is, I got to work this in somewhere today. So I'm actually kind of glad that we didn't really have something worked out for let me ask you this because I just, I was like, hey, I got something that'll work perfect. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And we talked on last episode, like my, even my article from last month and then um, I'll hit that. But uh, my article from last month was about the firearms debate, you mm -hmm. know, especially around the Uvalde shooting and stuff like that. And at the end, my was just, my ending stance was if you don't know what you're talking about i'm i'm asking for you to just remove yourself from the conversation i'm not mm -hmm. telling you you don't have a right to talk about it because everyone has a right to free speech everyone has a right to say whatever they want i'm asking you i'm telling you if you don't know and you don't want to know if you don't want to understand it's incumbent upon you to remove yourself from this discussion because you're not adding to it anymore yeah. you're only taking away from it by saying surface level things by just adding the regular shit that everybody says if you're just going to come to the discussion about guns and say to me how many children have to die i don't even want you here <laughs> yeah. i don't want you in this discussion because you're operating under the assumption that i don't care that children are dying i have two children of my own of course i care that children are dying don't be fucking ridiculous let's have yeah. an actual discussion about what i'm telling you is a natural born right to self-defense let's have a real discussion about this and now you talking about some fucking kids right that's not a real discussion that yeah. isn't real so i like you know, I, I think i think the the waning of patience on some of these issues is is very understandable mm -hmm. you know especially when they cut to like core rights and not just things that we like to enjoy you know mm -hmm. um, people's right to choice whether it's what you want to consume for yourself or you know what i'm saying your right to self-defense things like that I, they're mm -hmm. deep deep issues that you can't be surface level about if you want to have an actual discussion about it yeah no i think that's a good take on that it's strange times man and i i don't what's happened over the last week we'll just say as far as rulings and reactions to coming from the federal government from the president himself from Man, you know various people um it does not it does not fill me with hope that our elected representatives understand that they're a part of a republic no um and it's it, that to me is just that's another nail in that coffin of yeah, I don't know how many more nails we got to put in this coffin. The Republic is <laughs> dead, buddy. Get out of it. <laughs> All right. It's over. They're, yeah. they're just trying to make sure this thing gets sealed away like the fucking mummy. Brendan Fraser can't come pop the top and free up that way. Emotep. Emotep. That's a great movie, yeah, by the way. Yeah. I think it's back on. Uh, I put it on the background last weekend, and I think it was on like Hulu or something, but they have like all three or four of them now. Yeah. They're streaming out there. So if you're a fan of like that 90s action flick, dude, get out there, get you some Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And what's her name? Rachel Weiss. Oh. Yeah. 
Like li- oh, librarian style smoke show. Yes. Yes, right? 100%. That's the way I have to equate it. She- 90s style, like super tiny too. Oh, yeah, she's tiny. And I'm not even like always into that. She's just small. But there's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely good for it. God. Thank you. Nah. What a good way to start. Yeah. <laughs> I want to remind everyone before we continue to obviously go ahead and check out. Thank you for joining us here on YouTube. Leave us a like, a comment, share this with your friends, tell them that we got going on here, and uh, obviously check us out on Instagram, YouTube, Patreon. Go there, subscribe, help us make more better content. All this is at Salt of the Streets. Most of our personal social media, I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Off you on Big Bird Off you on both of those things. I promise I'm not drunk yet. I am a big bird. You, yeah, you can find all this at saltofthestreets.com. It's a beautiful time. Uh, we are working on redesigning that website. But go there, check out. You can find all the old episodes, all everything like that. So it is fantastic. With that. And also, to, let me add this. Yes. The more people that subscribe to our Patreon and throw a few dollars our way, the quickest and the more badass we can make that website, BT Dubs. That's right. We have the well, the beer show came out yesterday. Indeed. What was the beer that you had this week? It was the Rainy Days right. Hefeweizen. There it is. Just a plain Jane regular wheat beer. Nice little citrus notes to it. Yes. Very, very drinkable. Four and a half percent. There it is. Nice, smooth, chilling drink. We That's, started. It was what I was drinking after work yesterday while i was doing show prep i was like i'm just gonna grab a crowler of this bad boy and just take it home we're gonna do a show on this you're gonna start getting into we start getting into beers in segment two part two we're gonna start with a shot here um we also have the newsletters that come out at the end of the month the review preview that comes at the first day of the month for the book club we just recorded that right before this so we got the new review preview coming out on the first don't can't hurt me by david goggins is the june book and the july book is 1776 by david or uh yeah david mccullough yeah so, well, so look at that next... david goggins david mccullough i didn't even think about that Ooh, that's really funny so yeah so it looks like next friday is the first there you go next friday review preview coming out boom and i decided because we got all four people that we fuck with i'm gonna start picking one person apart is what i'm gonna do Ooh. so the first one you want to watch the video games go check out lexi kyle on twitch she's live all the time she's been streaming a lot lately i'm a generic beer man like my high life there it is there it is who doesn't love a good old fucking miller high life i'm here it's for fucking, it fucking in that champagne of beers right there or is that i thought miller high life was champagne of beers that is um, or is it Mich- michelob ultra you know, or? i thought what is it's uh there's a special type of budweiser that's like um it's like budweiser all I can think is the word cafeteria. That's not because it's like classy. You know what I'm saying? Damn it! I yeah. did not want to look this up, but I'm going to yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I need to know what the cha- the colloquial champagne of beers is. Yeah, because that was like a whoa. What button did I just press? There it is the champagne of beers. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you, Bill Boswagons, yeah. for saving me from yeah. Google. I don't know what I'm talking about. I was always Rainier. It's a Pacific Dude. Northwest thing. Yeah. Ronyes. So. My my brother was talking some shit on Ronyes the other day, and I was well, like, "Fuck that! You gotta let it alone, dude." And he's like, "I'd rather have a." Uh, Coors Latte. Well, then you're a bad person. Everyone so. <laughs> who hates on Rainier just doesn't like the hype behind Rainier. It's not like it's that great of a beer. It's not. None of the beers are that great. No. They're all pretty okay. You yeah, know? They're light domestics, man. Yes. Rainier's good. I like Olympia. Olympia you like can't find anymore. Yeah. But in there some was... stores and always at rock shows. Anytime, you know, Leif is in that punk band. Anytime Leif has a show, I can always get a tall boy of Olympia at any of the venues that Leif is playing at. Wow. Always. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but a few, a couple few years ago, uh, Rainier started put out these bottles yes. of Rainier Pale Ale. Yes. And they're gone. Yeah. And I'm very upset about that because I remember that beer being fucking fire for like a, 
I don't want to use that term because it sounds so alcoholic, but like your daily drinker beer. Yeah. Like if you're going to come home, have a beer after work or whatever, like you could easily have one of those and you get all sorts of good shit. And Bilbo's talking about Yingling. Oldest is, beer in America, right? It is so good. Love it. Yeah. Oldest brewery in America. Love it. Used to only be regional. Yes. When I went to uh, New Jersey this last, whenever that, whenever we went, um, go visit the family and do all that. April, go go yep. see Pope Neil's wedding and all that. Um when I went to the the greatest liquor and beer store of all time, which is right in my parents, uh, my in-laws' hometown there, um, they always have yingling. They have the the standard yingling, and then they have a darker version of it. And so every time I go, I'm like, first thing I get, six or yingling, man. Yeah. It's because you can't get it out here. It's wicked good. Not even at like Total Wine or anything? I've never seen it there. Yeah. I wonder if they would. I was just there too. I f- mm. Gotta ask it, bro. Gotta yeah. see about some fucking Yingling. Yeah, and I bet you. I'm in Michigan. If they don't have that, uh, we got this place in Paulsboro, the Crabtree Liquor Store, underneath the restaurant there. And I've gone to him about obscure beers before. And as long as you're willing to buy a case of it, he'll order it for you. From oh, fucking nice. anywhere. Just have oh, it shipped I'll, on a truck. It don't matter. I'll get a case of Yingling. So, That's totally yeah. worth it. Oldest brewery in America. Good Pilsner. It's fantastic. I Ooh. Love it. Ooh. I'm excited to drink beers already. Right, and we got all imports today. Woo! I went, uh, I went import today, so you got a couple surprises coming your way. I love it. Conflict Part two, nice six pack for us. So got some pros, got some surprises for you, Bilbo. Some surprises. It's gonna be nice. Okay, so let's do it. Let's start. You wanna start with the DUIs? Yes. Okay, so let's see here. Kids up court. I have my article is from Kids Up Sun, actually. Um, I, so, try, I tried to open that, and even with my Brave browser and stuff, uh, I couldn't get past the, you they, need to they begin, buy our service. Yeah, I had to sign up for the Washington Post today. Oh. I know. How Did you die a little inside? No, I did a little bit, and I get that free first month, so when I get oh, the there email, you go. I'll have to really decide Peace. if I'm going to pay them or not. Fuck with the Washington Post. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, okay, so this is from our local area. The Kitsap County is the county that we are from, and... Um, do you, oh, I can't send it to you anyway. Uh, but it, this article that I have is entitled Kitsap Court Tosses All Breath Tests and DUI Cases, says Washington State Patrol Official Gave, quote, false or misleading testimony. So I'll just read a little bit of this article here. In a ruling that could affect drunk driving cases across the state, the Kitsap County District Court ruled Monday prosecutors could not admit the results of breath tests for drunk driving cases. All four judges signed an opinion finding that the Washington State Patrol Laboratory Official in charge of what of the machines routinely used by police to measure a drunken driving suspect's levels of intoxication knew for years the software used by the machine did not comport with the state law. Further, the lengthy opinion written by Judge Jeff Johns held that the state toxicologist Fiona Jane Cooper submitted false or misleading testimony by declaration in tens of thousands of cases that the machines compiled complied with state law when they don't. The allegation of a state official giving false or misleading testimony in court from four judges, three of whom are former prosecutors, carries with it the suggestion of a crime. Cooper responded to the state to the Kitsap son that she is away from work and ill and referred questions to the state patrol spokesperson, Chris <laughs> Loftus. And he said, the biggest thing we're pushing back on is we would never purposely offer false and misleading testimony, Loftus said. He denied there was any criminal intent on the part of Cooper and said it was an administrative matter, describing it as a discrepancy. However... If that woman knows that the software doesn't work, then she has to be giving intentionally false or misleading testimony if she is testifying that it is, in fact, working within the state guidelines. Mm -hmm. So tens of thousands of cases, including um, there's a number in here of how many are in the works right now. 
It is like oh, so many. I can't. It's well. It, there's a it, there are particular cases like um, ones that can be done like district cases instead of county cases or mm -hmm. something, and the ruling only directly applies uh, to cases in district court, not municipal courts in Kitsap County, five cities, or courts outside Kitsap. So only in the district court. But yeah, there is a number in here for how many are actively going through. So that's what I'm trying to find right now. I saw like at least 10,000 or something like that. Um, that's how many that she testified in, but I'm talking about mm. active cases right now. Um, in light of the district court opinion, prosecutors are reviewing 395 pending drunk driving cases. 395 pending right now. So I don't know what that says about any of that, let alone the 10,000 or whatever that she already ruled against. Yeah. So we talked about that. Um, we are, I'm not a proponent of drunk driving right yes obviously it's not something you do have lost family members to drunk driving it's irresponsible what i am saying is that if there are people who are not who should not have been thrown in jail or should not have had to pay money taxation is theft regardless but people who did not have should not have had to pay fines should not have gone to prison should not have gone to jail should not have to have blow and goes in their car or any of these various things that happen to people when they have duis but did because this woman lied intentionally what do we do about that? We just accept yeah. that she's ill. <laughs> she, right. she's, she's sick. <laughs> she's at home sick. She's got the Rona, so she's quarantined. It's yes. safe. You just, she's just got to have the uh, perpetual case of Rona otherwise. Yeah. She's going to get hammed up. I would have, well, you know, she's a state official. Ain't nothing bad going to happen to her. She'll probably just get Definitely fired with jail. a pension. But um, so I have a little bit more. Let's hear it. Uh, so this is from, this is a little bit more context because in a lot of the articles we ran across at first, most of the stories seem to just say that these machines weren't working per the WAC, the Washington, um, whatever the code. Um, right, the administrative yeah, code. Yeah, so the Washington state law. And they didn't really dive into what it was that they were doing. Were they miscalibrated or what is going on? And so I found an article from Gleason and Morris, uh, attorney at law. They wrote like a little private opinion on this okay. from their stance. So I figured we'd take a quick look at that. Um, RCW, that's what the laws are called. The RCW and the WAC, they're yeah. two oh, different right, right, things. Okay. Um, so, did the court just throw out every DUI breath test? Question mark. The short answer is yes. Kitsap County District Court recently heard a motion to surpass a... Oh my gosh, I can't talk either today. To suppress <laughs> a breath test in a DUI case. The basis for the motion was that the Office of the State Toxicologist responsible for the supervision of the state's breath test program has failed to follow its own guidelines in the design and operation of the breath test, I breath test instrument. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> so what is the real problem here? Because we're just kind of rehashing the same thing. The, the machine itself is called a Drager breath test test machine um so With our the umlaut over it the huh? umlaut yeah you could tell it's uh it's not american that's not good <laughs> <laughs> not american comes in metric um so our breath tests unreliable so this isn't about the reliability or accuracy of a breath test instrument necessarily it's about the way the instrument calculates the final reading after testing the samples according to the washington administrative code the WAC, the instrument is supposed to take the four to take the four measurements, round the numbers off to the fourth decimal place, then conduct a mathematical measurement to ensure the result are within an acceptable range. However, 
what the instruments are actually programmed to do is to take the four measurements and truncate the numbers before conducting the acceptable range measurements. Right. So what they are doing is instead of rounding the last you know few digits or whatever because you got to get to below 0.08 percent what instead of rounding those numbers they're just cutting them off and now i don't think that necessarily that's not going to say that somebody isn't above the limit necessarily because if they're truncating odds are those numbers aren't just they're just not getting incorporated they're they're not being round down they're not being round up they're just being gone versus if you have those extra four digits i mean you can easily add depending on what the, they are like another point one or two i would imagine to your breathalyzer test so if anything you've probably been getting off on a lower level of breathalyzer because of the truncation of those numbers versus the rounding of those numbers but regardless of that it is in the code that they wrote uh, that's not the way it's supposed to operate right and then yeah, according to these other stories, this person actually knew about this and just didn't do anything about it. Right. Um, so knowingly, from the sounds of it, supposedly, uh, um, uh, allegedly knowing about it and not doing anything about it, consistently breaking state law and adding, you know, putting the court into a situation where lawyers are admitting evidence in the court that is inadmissible. And now every single one of those trials and court cases that had one of these machines used as evidence, the results of this machine, as evidence in their trial, all that evidence was not allowed to be there to begin with. So Right. So, it, okay. So, it, so things, mind you, as I think we all know, to do anything in the court system costs you a lot of time and a lot of money. Yeah. So I would imagine there will be some form of like a class action lawsuit being done or restitution. something like that, or somebody will we'll push this up to higher courts and higher courts and eventually get to the state Supreme court. And perhaps, and from the sounds of it, I mean, this is the state toxicologist we're talking about in the Washington state code. So this is going, I would assume that if anybody wants to take action on it, this is going to go from our County courts all the way through a state Supreme court. And eventually the code will be mandated to change, so on and so forth, and then we're going to have to deal with all these people that were... Well, it starts the district courts. Yeah. So that's where I think that it would... It's going to... Yeah, it'll have to climb because it's a state-used machine. Right. And there's That means there's other people in other districts that have been subject to this thing. And so I'd imagine somebody will try to use this as precedent to move it to the higher levels as they go forward. Right. But I'm not a lawyer. And neither are you, and we do not have no. brilliant legal minds. So no. this is all just you know, you know, common logic. I think in in this case, and right. that's going to carry through through the rest of today's shows because it's basically all legal stuff today. To your point, what you were saying, this article says <clears throat> continues to say, according to the opinion, state law says the numbers are to be rounded, but instead the machines truncate the numbers or cut them off. Like you said, the judges found that Cooper had issued the bid for the machines, asking them to truncate and knew or should have known that violated the Washington Administrative Code, often referred to as the WAC, and arguing against the motion to suppress the results of the BAC, the blood alcohol content. Prosecutors told judges that the result of truncation versus rounding is often to the defendant's benefit, yeah. as simply stiffing off the end of the numbers would never result in the final number increasing, as could be the case in rounding. However, 
The four judges rejected that argument. While it may or may not be true, this is a quote, while it may or may not be true that truncation rather than rounding the mean is to the benefit of a person submitting breath samples into a Drager machine, it is not the court's function to substitute our judgment for that of the state toxicologist, the ruling found citing a previous case. That ruling comes from the case of Austin River Keller, 24, who on May 9, 2020, crashed his car into a ditch while driving to Huya Lake Road and Northwest, the Kitsap County Sheriff's deputy who responded did not note many signs of intoxication and Keller denied drinking. He later admitted he'd been drinking according to the court documents and a breath test found he had a blood alcohol content of 0.12. He was charged Yee. in Kitsap County District Court with drunken driving and pleaded not guilty. His attorney, Tom Weaver, requested the results of the blood alcohol content test be kept out of court and after all four judges heard arguments ruled in Keller's favor, his trial date is scheduled for July 25th. No shit. Isn't that wild? And this is why I think this is a, a great story for the show as far as the local stories. Because if, if a story's too local, it's, you know, who cares? But this, uh, this is something that I, I think has big consequences as it, you know, may or may not work its way up the chain of, of you know, the justice system. And it could have some pretty far-reaching implications as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's just, it's a similar argument to, you know, speed traps and radar guns. You know, are is did the officer calibrate the radar gun that day? I mean, we they rely so much on technologies these days and specialty instruments to hem people up all the time. And it is very, very important nationwide. To, I don't care what police department you're talking about, what sheriff's department or state patrol or whatever it is. You know, if they're going to use a piece of technology to try to throw you in a cage they better be able to prove that those things are firing on all cylinders and they are they're calibrated correctly and that the the speed or the the alcohol by volume amount or whatever that's in your would you would you say that blood alcohol content, blood alcohol content, um, content. whatever reading they're going to get they need to make sure is 100% as correct as can possibly be and if you have a state law in this case that uh, that tells you how you have to do it it's pretty easy. It's a pretty open and shut case at this point because they just did not do it. I do like the fact they talked about that, and I because I didn't read that actual article. I was like, oh hey, I'm I'm glad that they I had it's the truncation right, you know. <laughs> yeah. So this will be interesting because I mean I I know people that have got hemmed up for DUIs before and you know have been cost them a lot of money and really set them back in life and you know they've all learned lessons and moved on and you know thankfully I. Anybody I know that's gotten a DUI never hurt anybody, thank well, God. But we even had the Kim Potter case had that happen when she didn't check her taser. Word oh out, yeah. Right? yeah, yes. So, and we even know someone who said that his his DUI was lowered because they had a lot of false positives for meth at the time that he yeah. did his blood test. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? How does that happen? So I don't know. It always. You know, this shit always purse my ears up. What else are you fucking up? You know, yeah. What else are you doing wrong if you're if you're going to testify knowingly ten thousand cases that something's going right when it could be you ordered this machine to do that instead of instead of rounding it? You ordered to trunk it instead. Yeah. What are we doing? You had yeah. to know. That's like ordering a fucking you know like a, a measuring tape in in tenths and hundredths of a foot instead of inches. Yeah. I mean, you know that it's a different deal. 100%. I don't understand why. Unless, you know, I think my only argument in this person's favor is like, well, it's going to make it lower anyways. You wrote the law and you're still not doing it. Yeah. I, it, well, the regulation and you're still not doing it. How do you, 
do you just once you ordered the wrong ones maybe you go update the the whack i don't know it just seems so ridiculous that this single person is totally responsible for all this how many tens of thousands tens of people's of thousands. lives man. <laughs> right tens of tens thousands of thousands that's how many that's a fuck ton of people yeah. how much money did those people have to give to the state right just to try to be able to defend themselves as much as possible going through the system even have a blow and go in your car is you know what 250 dollars or something like that every other month i think is what we oh, learned so yeah, yeah that's i was just talking to our homeboy about it. um that's and, crazy man that's crazy and you have to go to i don't know i'm interested to see what comes of it because at first like i said i was coming in fucking hot i was thinking all these people were getting hemmed up um because that's a that in itself is like a because you have to go to like Radio Shack or something to get your blow and go. <laughs> uh, yeah, they contract it out. They like you don't go to the courts to no. have it. You have to have it calibrated like every month, and you go to to like like I said like a Radio Shack to that's do it. Um, funny. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't pick Circuit City. Complicated process. Whoops. I think Circuit City went out of business. They right? sure did. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of surprised the government didn't go with them. Just to try and try and boost them back up. No, just because they're stupid enough to, you know, put their money oh. in a failing business. <laughs> Fuck, man. How many People times still go to Radio Shack that? for like stereos and uh, yeah, shit, car yeah. stereos and yeah, stuff, yeah. right? I'm, I'm fairly sure they're pretty good on uh, like financing stuff too. Getting a new system like put into your car is not a cheap endeavor, right? You know, you, if you want some good sound, you got to donate some some money. Yeah, then we got one Radio Shack within probably. There's two. There's, there's there's one in Bremerton, I would there's assume. One in Bremerton and, and one in Silverdale. Silverdale. So that's okay. That's good. So I got two of them within say 25 miles from here. Yeah. If I need to, the one in Silverdale is actually good. I like. I sometimes just walk in there just because I like to look just at all like the the decks and like hear all the different speakers <laughs> and lying. stuff. No, no, no. If I'm there, like it, because there's a there's a Michaels there, there's a TJ Maxx there, um, and so like if me and the wife go out to Silverdale, right? You know, okay. I'll drop her off at TJ Maxx, and I'm not trying to go to that store so Still go to radio go, shack yeah so i'll go to radio shack and then michael's that's really funny <laughs> i'm a yeah a weird, I'm, hey, I'm weird dude it. i guess no 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 no. it's a guy thing it you seems know, very 90s go to look me around you just have like five in my area but they're all gone now <laughs> it's like the blockbuster you know? yeah oh man yeah the downfall of blockbuster okay so the next store that i have here for locals is this retail task force right mm. um and i have this article from fox 13 i'll send it to you here on signal just one second Boom. i will say ever since my last um uninstall and reinstall a signal i only had to upgrade or update twice and i don't have any of the bad the bad signal so i don't have to reinstall yet yeah i have to Very update excited about like this. most times when i open it on my computer but it doesn't like mess up you know and i don't lose any of my messages or anything yeah it's all, it's and the updates bad. are like five seconds but, long yeah yeah it's very quick all right okay. let's take a look here from fox 13 yeah this is from fox 13 oh my god i was right okay so <laughs> the newly formed statewide task force takes aim at organized retail theft in washington obviously we live in washington state seattle retailers statewide lost a combined 2.7 billion dollars worth of goods to organized retail theft in 2021 whoa yes that was the summer of love if in i the recall state that's in one state, my G. That's so many dollars. And all, not all, but most of those videos and stuff that we're seeing, because people are seeing the Snapchat grab videos all the time. Those are out of like California shit like that. We're yeah. seeing those, out of those all the time. I imagine. Too. I I can't believe, because I've not seen, we live in small town, but I've not seen mm -hmm. it myself of people walking out. Um, That's not true. 
We went into dollar store one time. Guy walked out with a bucket full of shit. Girl came out, was yelling at him. That's not true. I didn't, Whoa. I didn't even think about that. I've never seen something yeah. like that. She said, "I think you forgot to pay." And he said, "No, I didn't." And got on the bike. Like, yeah, and Jordan, Jordan's like, "That's fucked up." And I'm like, "It is," but like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it is fucked up. I'm not gonna get into an engagement with this guy over what do you have, like some energy drinks or something. I don't give. A f- I don't care about these things. Yeah. Items in the store. This is, this is not my problem. This is not my business. I don't it's, care it's about It's not going to be uh, a repeat of that that dude, um, that the store clerk at the Dollar General that shot and killed the guy that was holding up the store. Did you no. hear about the story? No. Oh, yeah, that was a wild one. Yeah, and then everybody's all... It was, it was right around the same time as the, uh, the 2A opinion came out. So everybody was hot That's for trial wild. for guns, and some dude defended himself because he had a gun in his face, and then the family's outside like... Why does this person got to be hold? Why does he carrying a gun at work? Yeah, I'm like it's because people like this. People like you never know what the fuck's gonna happen, man. I don't know. Are we a state that did kind of what California did and make the, you know, larceny or is it larceny at that point? I don't um, whatever I theft don't know, of a certain right, dollar amount. Other, I don't know if we did that. I would not be surprised, dude. or if Seattle at the very least did. Um, Bilbo Swaggins, with that headline, it's like, please don't exist. To that effect, this is an article that I just pulled up here, and it's from My Northwest, um, which is a conservative website, but mm-hmm. that, that's going to tell you. Jason Rance is a very prolific conservative talk show host in Washington State, um, and it said the very first time the Seattle Police Department confirmed it lost an astonishing 170 officers in 2021. 170. And uh, that's after there was like budget cuts and <laughs> the most hilarious thing right before Carmen Best left. She was the first black female police chief in Seattle history. Yeah. And right before she quit, it was because there was a bunch of budget cuts during George Floyd and all that. And obviously she's like, I agree, you know, racial equality and everything, but don't fuck up the city. And all chas chop, all these things happened. And they made her fire a bunch of people. And because. <laughs> because they have a union um yeah the, and the collective bargaining agreement said that they had obviously last in first out and all the people they had just done a bunch of hiring to increase diversity so they had to fire all these minorities that they had just hired yes. and she's like i'm not fucking doing that so she quit <laughs> it's, it's insanity so it's only gotten worse since then yep. um yeah second second paragraph the final separations report which includes retirements and resignations comes after a year of anti-police activism and a vaccine mandate that sidelined upwards of 100 officers so not only people quitting because of george floyd all of these things um but also the vaccine mandate, it's, it was not good. Um, that's crazy. Yes. It's bad news. So <laughs> yeah. that's just this one article. So, yeah, we can go back to this Fox 13. Um, Washington State Attorney Bob Ferguson, piece of shit, used the statistic to justify need for a new organized retail theft task force on Thursday. It will be made up of local law enforcement prosecutors and retail stores. Right now, it's so easy to steal, said Mark Johnson, was the Washington Retail Association. I just went into Target and Geek Harbor yesterday. There was a designated security guy standing at the door. I was like, this is weird, bro. He had like a little, not an actual badge, but like an embroidered badge yeah. on his shirt. Like and the his his rental cop yeah, like company's badge? Probably. Yeah. He was definitely yoked up. I wouldn't want to fight him. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's like the, when I was in uh, Russia after high school, that was the first time I ever saw retail stores with armed guards, like front and center. And they were a little bit more open about it over there, obviously. But it was a weird deal. That was like the first time that it ever happened to me. And now I kind of expect it everywhere I go. Yes. If if I'm going someplace, 
you know, you walk into Best Buy, there's the check-in, check-out guy or whatever that kind of says hi to you on the way in. But he's also kind of security. He's watching to, to see stuff. And you see more and more of those things every day. Maybe not the blatant, obviously, a, a, a security officer or whatever. Right. But there's a lot more of this, this stuff coming in. I find this really interesting. We'll talk more about it once we get through the article. But Yes. Um, <clears throat> the goal of the task force will be to provide better collaboration and to share intelligence with groups of people who may be crisscrossing the state, targeting scores in stores and pharmacies. This involves a group of individuals that steal products not for their own personal profit, but to resell them for profit, Ferguson said. He said nine other states have similar task forces, but this would be the first for Washington State. We're seeing organizations use the dark web, said Ooh, Nick Brown, the U.S. attorney for Western Washington. They're raiding Home Depots, raiding Fred Myers, packing it up, sending them overseas to other countries, selling them for massive profits. <laughs> it's not the job of the kid. This is crazy, bro. It's the, but it's the small-time constant shoplifting and lack of prosecution that have frustrated many businesses over the last several years. I had the unfortunate experience of witnessing in a store in my hometown of Olympia. Olympia is our state capital, by the way, of theft going on as I'm checking out, recall Johnson. And I said, that person is stealing those backpacks. Are you going to stop them? They go, it's not worth me not going home tonight to my family to chase them out into the parking lot. They could be armed. They could have a weapon. I could get hurt. I could get bear sprayed, stab shot. That's a, a very extensive conversation. That is very extensive. With, with the store employee. <laughs> Um, many large chain stores. Have, I think they may be embellished a little bit. I'm not. I would not say be surprised if they say it's not worth me doing it. But I don't. All this. It's a lot of detail. It is a lot. <laughs> many large chain stores have corporate policies that tell employees not to engage with the person who's stealing from the store. The store's theft prevention officer sometimes stops a thief, but many are not armed, and the thieves know that. What retailers? I. Let's pause for a second because now I'm starting to think. Okay. okay. Um, so he's saying the the store. What do they call him? Um, the theft prevention officer, right? I've seen it. I wouldn't die for my company's products, me either, right? So that's okay. So that's what I want to ask about is is <laughs> a a theft prevention officer. If you pay that guy, that person, like if you pay that guy to be armed, right? Are we like, how do you feel about that? A private company paying the, like an employee to be an armed guard, like a Target. If Target wants to start paying an employee to just mm -hmm. be an armed guard at the front of the stores, if our Target should be having them. How do I feel about that? Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's, if that's what they want to do. Right. I would, I would hope that they'd be responsible about be it. Some and wild shit. Make sure he gets training or he or, she, you know, whatever. I mean, it's Target. I it feel like if, a, yeah, if you're corporate, you have to. Yeah, you, you have, have to. to. Um, but no, I'm not or request that, that you're, that the person applicant has training. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Cause odds are, I mean, you're not going to make Wild. like the normie high school fucking, you know, purple haired employee at target. You're not going to just be like, all right, here's your gun. Here's Pay your badge. Get trained. Yeah. <laughs> that would be lit. I mean, <laughs> that would be hilarious. But you right. know, if you're going to hire somebody with a security background, yeah. cause that would be the intelligence thing to do and pay them accordingly. It's, I mean, it's up to you, man. It's, right. Go to town. No, and I so you know you're right. I don't have an inherent problem with it. I think at first I was just thinking like fucking a guy Target with a gun at Target. That's so crazy, you know. Just just in general, an armed guard at Target seems so wild. You it know? seems very contrary to their corporate virtue signaling over the last right. few years. Anyway, well, but. and that's just an example. If you if of any, I guess it's difficult to think of a box store because most of them have come out and been like, I don't even want you to carry a gun in my store. Yeah, um, but even if you. 
I don't know. Most stores, it's difficult for me to conceptualize them having an armed guard there. Yeah. Like, it's it gets easier with the big box stores. Like, a Best Buy, I wouldn't be surprised. There's there's millions of dollars of merchandise in there, man. It'd be, and a lot of electronics are small. Right. Like, you could easily steal a very high-value item in just one go versus, you know, Target, they have expensive stuff there, but it's also Target. It's basically just the Walmart for people that want to be better than Walmart. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not really that much different. The people that go there just think better of themselves than the people that go to Walmart on the regular and are willing to pay for it. So I don't, I don't think I again, fundamentally don't have a problem with it. Right. But they'd be hypocritical if all of a sudden this was their tack now. Although I would have some more respect. If, if we can't afford to do this bullshit anymore and to, to be virtue signaling on the corporate level, it has cost us million, probably hundreds of millions of dollars, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, nationwide chain like that. I mean, I would I would understand why they would make that decision and I'm still not going to go support them with my money because I already don't support them. I don't I don't like them as an institution as a corporation so I don't put my dollars there and maybe they would get a little bit of that go woke go broke side effect from hey man, we're losing all this money. We have to do this now. We've right. seen the reality and if they piss off a bunch of their, you know, <clears throat> patrons, the Target folk if you will, they uh that's that's the price they need to pay we literally can't afford this shit anymore that's yeah. wild yeah not into it i don't like corporate virtue signaling for this reason man right if you're going to be an institution be an institution do not try to participate on this level or right if you're going to you need to be ready to pay the consequences because right because now you're right now it puts them in a compromised position mm -hmm. if they do feel like that's the right solution even if at the at their top corporate level all the people believe in equity or say they believe in equity and do all the virtue signaling are like listen we literally don't know what else to do but besides put motherfuckers with guns in front of the store because even just the beefy dudes isn't working anymore yep. like what do you do how do you yeah, yeah how do you ask people not to carry a gun in your store but have a dude with a gun in the front of your store well i mean that other than saying it's for our own fucking but it's the same shit well, you could they could take the tact of, you know, that's their form of a, a hardening on their on their yeah. facility so that uh, they can protect everybody there because we want this to be a safe environment. So nobody's allowed to have guns except for us. Kind of like the police anyway. and, you know, kind of like how that whole law enforcement. That's aspect. what I'm saying is, yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. That's what I was going to say. It's for our own protection, but it's, it's the same thing as yeah. everything else. Yep. Bullshit. Just taking the personal responsibility out of people and placing right. it somewhere else so right. they don't have to think about it's bullshit. it. Bullshit. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of that today. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. $2.7 is a lot of money, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd be really interested in like a general breakdown of what categorically was getting stolen the most. Is it petty items? Is it pharmaceuticals? Is it, you know, is it clothing and food? Or is it electronic, you know, big ticket items or... Or what are we talking about? Especially yeah. if you're going to turn around. It sounds like a lot of it's being turned around on the dark web and being sold for profit. So right. I imagine it's like American, uh, I don't want to call it a beauty product, but, you know, like a skincare products and, you know, hygiene products. We have a massive market of very expensive items like that. Stuff like that. It's probably that. Electronics. You know, you could take, fuck, you can take whatever you want. I did check the statute real quick, too. Um, and technically in the state um anything under 750 dollars or less is still considered third degree 
uh, gross misdemeanor. Well, and we know from like even Brady Whether Cruz or not you... that in Seattle they're letting people go for gun charges. You know, yeah. So they definitely don't give a shit if you're stealing stuff. Yeah. And Just this, because it's on the books doesn't mean you're going to get prosecuted. We got to make sure we get a little bit woke at the end. Fox 13 always does this. Um, like two paragraphs down, the task force will be going off organizations that have tentacles of thieves that work for them and won't be focused on other types of shoplifting. This is a quote from Bob Ferguson, our attorney general. What it's not is someone who's trying to steal something for their personal need. They got an addiction problem. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about organized efforts on a broad scale. So if you're just an addict and you go in and steal shit so that you can fucking get high, then, you know, it doesn't matter. And I'll let's clarify even a little bit more, right? Because I don't give a shit if you want to do drugs. I don't care if you want to do any of that other stuff. When you start stealing shit for your own personal needs, you start infringing on other people, right? That's when we have a problem. Yeah. You don't get to fuck other people over because you can't support your own habits. If you want to get high, I don't care at all. Yeah. I couldn't care any less. It is only when you start fucking with other people that it matters to me at all. I get out. I'm getting high right now. I'm not fucking with anybody. It doesn't nope. matter. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing meth. I'm not shooting up. I'm not going to steal anything. Yep. That's not the point, though. I don't care what you want to do if you want to do those things until you start to infringe on other people. Mm-hmm. You can't steal other people's shit to feed your own habit. What a liberty-centered point of view to, you just have, sir. Just I'm, silly so to proud. draw this distinction. <laughs> fucking bob ferguson i love the law i love the law yeah we stop them they will say hey you can't touch us we go yes you are under arrest says carl kleinkart director of security the bellevue police department is usually there in two minutes and the suspects are actually shocked that they're going to king county jail <laughs> to get booked and immediately released because they stole less than 700 dollars worth of shit we forgot to write that at the end Oh, my Task God. Force will have its first meeting on July 7th. So we will see what July comes 7th. of this. Yeah. I was looking at Pay this, attention for some notes. I was looking at this article this morning, and at the very top, there's like the thumbnail of the video of the guy stealing the big TV. Mm-hmm. And Dax said, who's that? And I said, I don't know. He's what is he doing? So he's stealing something. He's doing something. Right. Said, That's a big TV. <laughs> that, is, that is a big TV. <laughs> that is a big You're TV. right. And he is stealing it. Okay, I'm going to put this down in the calendar so I don't forget. July over the first July. meeting of the task force. Yeah. yeah. Task force meeting. Yes. That is hilarious. So, there you so go. Well, I'm going to keep an eye out for some minutes or maybe some video conferencing because I doubt. I mean, this is King County we're talking about, right? We're going to. Or no, it's a state. It's a it's state, a state thing. task force. So, yeah. But it, it'll probably be run out of Olympia, I would assume, the capital. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll be really curious. I'm, I bet you they all probably aren't going to work still, and most of them will be zooming in and probably be able to watch that Zoom I'm conference sure. live. And I forgot to tell you about this one. Mm. I wonder if you know about it. I just sent you the article. This article is from Cairo 7. Um, you're going to love this if you don't already know about it. New Washington. You must- <laughs> I knew you would love it. I knew you would love it. We get boned every year. It's and it's it's a wormhole that I fell into that's gonna really bother you. It's gonna really heat you up for for part two. Bring so, me there, but I'm ready. I'm, new Washington license plate fees increase in July on. July first. Okay. New funding for the move ahead Washington project will come when the cost of license plate fees across the state Hey Jesus tits. <laughs> oh, one of the <laughs> Everyone saw me jump on camera. That scared the piss out of me. That's that was <sighs> okay. That was interesting. 
New funding from the Move Ahead Washington Project will come when the cost of license plate fees across the state rise starting on July 1st. The nearly $17 billion transportation project includes many investments such as $3 billion for public transportation, $1 billion for Washington's portion of the Interstate 5 replacement bridge over Columbia River, $3 billion for maintenance and preservation, and $5.4 billion towards the carbon reduction and multi-model expansion. Starting July 1st, license plate fees will change as follows. New plate is going from $10 to $50. You can go fuck yourself. A replacement plate will go from $10 to $30. New motorcycle plate goes from $4 to $20. A replacement motorcycle plate goes from $4 to $12. Other fees increases include detailer temporary permits will increase from 15 to 40 so that just rolls into the price anytime you buy a car a maximum optional dealer documentation fee will increase one from 150 to 200 a stolen vehicle check fee if which is out of state vehicles registering in washington goes from 15 dollars to 50 dollars the washington state department of transportation noted that applications received on or after july 1st will must reflect the increase even if the applications are postmarked earlier so you gotta be yeah don't don't try and sneak the state they're gonna fuck you no matter what and i was like damn move had washington like what's i remember this you know we talked about this and um i said that's weird that it's gonna they're increasing these fees because i thought that we had a surplus right i remember <laughs> us talking about having a surplus i remember us saying that so i typed in oh washington surplus and um i got this page or oh, i should have sent you this one too this is from the website of alex ibarra who's a representative for the state he's a republican um so i'll send you this in signal sorry about that and i'll send you the next one after this too yes. a series of three because this is from his website um and <laughs> what yeah it's pretty awesome inflation's not really a thing you know you don't have to worry about that no that 30 dollar fucking increase um is actually gonna cost you more like 50 it's for the roads though because it's not don't don't worry about the inflation it's for the roads for the roads yeah. bro so this is from ibarra and he says this is awesome um <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome uh, like many of where's you. the portion here where he's talking about um with only a few days left in 2022 this is under supplemental operating budget the second paragraph with only a few days left in 2022 legislative session the house passed their 2021-22 supplemental operating budget on saturday the 26th of february the massive 65 billion dollar spending plan was approved on party line vote with republicans voting no what does it talk about the surplus uh, okay, I'm sorry. The bottom under the graph. With a $15 billion budget surplus, why not offer some tax relief? This budget size was not only was the not the only reason I voted no on the spending plan. Despite a record budget surplus of more than $15 billion, the proposal offers no meaningful tax relief to working Washingtonians. Instead, the plan calls for an additional $6.2 billion in new spending to the two-year budget passed by lawmakers last April. So instead of you know, maybe cutting a little bit of taxes. The Republicans even proposed tax cuts for our sales tax, things like this, right? So they said, fuck you. Instead, they actually rolled some of this money over into Move Ahead Washington. So that's the third article that I sent you, which is actually from the state websites, housedemocrats.washington. Um, and it goes, let's see, at the bottom, I believe it talks about the breakdown. Move ahead, Washington. Yep, not the very bottom. Placing this arm. How do we fund this transformative package? It's the, yep, on the right there. Um, our package is funded through a one time transfers from the state's general fund, right? That's the surplus. 
and the Public Works Assistance Account, which they're totally wiping out federal dollars from the Infrastructure and Jobs Act and investments from the Climate Commitment Act. Movehead Washington does not include a gas tax. Oh, thank God. There's a people-oriented proposal that doesn't pass cost into working families, except for when we're taking money out of your pocket that we could have given back to you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not theft if you already gave it to us and we just don't give it back. Yep. Don't oh. worry about it. And we need to make sure that we can still tap into that federal funds because, goddamn, we don't have enough money. We need that COVID money. We don't have enough money. We have $16.5 billion surplus, but we don't have enough money. That's why we need Jansley to keep those emergency powers. Hail Inslee. Thank, thank the Lord for Inslee. Because thank what would we Lord. do without him maintaining his emergency powers? We, 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 would just, we would just fade away into the nothingness because I, I don't know. I can't even – I'm so angry. I had no idea this was happening. I oh, mean, yeah. is there any surprise that Bob Ferguson and the governor of Washington State, piece of shit Jay Inslee, have fought so hard to overturn memorandums by the people that tell you to – Hold up you, the end of the bargain that you promised us with our gas or with our car registry fees. And they have they have put in I can't even imagine how many hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees and you know court time, the whole nine yards, attorneys to, trying to over overturn memorandums that have been passed by the people by direct vote for multiple times this is why because they can't afford to do it because they've already spent all the fucking money that they told us they wouldn't do i mean this this sounds to me just like some standard left-wing bullshit fucking corruption yeah at the highest levels coming from the the state's attorneys general and the governor of the state himself and since we brought it up because i just looked this one up so that's nice I'll send you this as well if I can get my shit together. On oh, fucking real, man. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. I'm I mean, so the, the economy. Thank God, Biden says the economy is like having the greatest recovery of all time because yes. otherwise, I don't know how people could afford this. Yeah. Unless, of course, the goal was to make sure that the average everyday citizen cannot afford to drive, because that's what you're doing. Well, and that's excellent that you brought that up because I just sent you this last article that I actually just found. Oh, um, hey, look, and this oh. is from News Press. Oh, there we go. Um, yep. Santa Barbara Santa, News yep, Press. Santa Barbara News Press. Jay Inslee holds forth on gas prices, emergency powers, and this is just a copy from a different article. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have my VPN on, and the first one wouldn't let me open it. So let's see a little bit of the way down here. We've passed a low-income tax credit to help low-income people in part with some of their oil prices. Governor Inslee said on the Seattle Morning News podcast, it's an average of about $1,200 a year. We'll start receiving next year. We're in the lower-income bracket. So next year, you'll get it. Um, and then he said there was a better plan than halting the state gas tax in some form. <laughs> Let's see. Currently, almost 50 cents are tacked onto the price of every gallon pumped into Washington for state-based gas taxes. But Governor Inslee does not see that as low-hanging fruit for easing people's pain at the pump. We've concluded it's just putting more money into the gas company's pockets is not a solution to this problem because that's what's happening. When you do like a gas tax holiday, a couple things happen. One, the gas companies just raise their price to the point they had it before. So the money goes to the gas company, to the oil company rather than the state. It doesn't actually reduce what you're paying at the pump. So all it really does is transfer the dollars that would be going into fixing our roads and bridges and just gives it to the profit column of the oil companies. Those remarks were delivered on May 20th. 
Three days prior, Inslee addressed the issue of emergency powers and the separation of powers in the Crosscut Talks podcast. Governor Inslee talked about his February 29th, 2020 de- declaration of statewide power still in effect in response to the spread of COVID-19 per the Emergency Powers Act. Under the state of emergency, Isley has issued scores of additional proclamations, including shelter-in-place orders, business and school closures, and more term on evictions and mask and vaccine updates. And he has the ability to call the legislature into session and dismiss them whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. This quote, but the reality of this is that has not been some rogue executive running rampant like an elephant through the tall grass of our civil liberties, Governor Inslee said. The legislature now has had two or three opportunities to rescind or contravene any of the actual rules or protocols that I have announced. And you know what? They've confirmed them. Not only have they not repealed them, they've actually confirmed them, including a bunch of Republican votes in 2021 to actually confirm the things that we've done. So it's fine. I'm a tyrant because people say it's okay. I. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. He, this is ipso facto dictator of the Washington state. Not a big deal. And it's okay because he has the legislature in his pocket to parrot whatever the fuck he wants to do. Right. And we've had several bills come from the state legislature to try and get him to rescind his emergency powers. Yeah. So and every time you, they're shot down. Because the Democrats have enough sycophants in Washington state, you're mm-hmm. able to maintain your emergency powers just like they were in California if they wanted to, where I think we're the last state where the governor still has emergency powers. And it's because we're one of like three or five or something where he gets to decide when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I do not know how you can say with any with any validity to it. I don't know how I want to say this. We're in a dictatorship in this state. Period. We still are through emergency powers. And I don't know I I mm, I'd be really curious if there are any other states that still have governors with the I don't think so. the holdover COVID <clears throat> dictatorial powers. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think they've all generally rolled back, even fucking like New York and stuff. Yeah, you know, with their unelected governor Kathy Hochul, who's passing all sorts of edicts left and right. But we talked about that last week. We don't need to rehash that. I will say that uh, that body armor clip we put out earlier today so Not shout bad. out real quick everybody if you're in if the six hour five to six hour podcast is a little much for you or even if the hour and a half to an hour long podcasts are too much for you monday through thursday you can get short clips from the various parts of each and every episode put out right here on our youtube salty shorts there's a playlist with all of them you could set it there you can have the playlist play all of them if you really wanted to they're out there monday to thursday you're getting them so if you want to introduce somebody to the show if you're intimidated by the super length of the show if your friends are intimidated from the length of the show start them off with the salty shorts and move on up from there yeah now with that i think we will move into our first break we'll be back Whoop. in three minutes and we'll come back part two we're going to be talking about some of the supreme court decisions specifically the road decision also the new york's decision for concealed carry we're going to compare and contrast them a little bit and dig into those decisions a little bit so i want a 10-hour pod if you want 10-hour pod the longest we've done is seven yeah so we did a seven once don't fucking tempt us <laughs> do not tempt us bobo swagon my wife will kill me Indeed. we can't do 10 today one day <laughs> one day we will that motherfucker Shane Powers, you know, he had like the longest radio cast ever. We can absolutely yeah, do that. He did There's the, no uh, reason that we can't do that. It was like 27 hours. There's no reason yeah. we can't fucking do that. That was, I remember being, we were like listening to that whole thing all yeah. the time. No. We we're not going to do that. But no, one day, we could. Not today. Yeah. That's what, oh yeah. Twitch streamers do that sometimes. I want the record. On their birthdays, they'll do a 24 hour stream sometimes. It's like a Twitch thing. That motherfucker's crazy. Indeed. All right. We'll be we'll back. back. Three minutes. Welcome 
to the south of the streets coming at you every week with this food for thought hope you ready